welcome to Palin Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me is one half of the Curse Mark Ruffalo fan club, but probably not the one you are maybe expecting right off the bat. Uh, my lovely Monty. Hello, Phoebe. Hello, it's me. I'm here. I'm back. You are. And it's funny because Jess is not here. Um, <laughs> I miss her. I miss her. Y'all just y'all just tagging in and out. <laughs> um, we're also you can probably hear there is someone else joining us today. Uh, I can't ever shut the fuck it's up. Just the fake giggles. The fake giggles. We're talking. That's normal. No one's there. <laughs> Riley, I love it. You're you're just like joy and enthusiasm in life generally like makes me feel better about the world. Oh. I appreciate that. Thank you, bud. Uh, yes. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, Riley Hopkins is also here. What's up? Hey. Hi. Hello. What's good, my friends? Um, if you're a patron, you've heard Riley uh on the cast before. Mm-hmm. The the wrongly robbed team of me and Monty did a great job. <laughs> At the video game guest we thing, we did so and good. We were we were robbed, and you know, next year we're gonna come back. We're gonna do great again. Yes, and we'll we'll take take home the belt. Oh my god, it's true. Yes. It's true. Um, so Riley is here because today, uh, we we're gonna get a little crunchy in our talk. Um, we're gonna talk crunchy, about crunchy. You know, crunchy RPG. I love um, it. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> Uh, fucking mechanics in RPGs and how they operate between like tabletop RPGs and video game RPGs and how those systems work and like what makes a good system of that and what makes one that feels like icky and gross. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, Riley. You kind of this is kind of your brainchild. Do you want to? Yeah. So I was talking with some friends the other day about how like a lot of older um a lot of old video game like all TTRPG or yeah, all video game RPGs have like a base in tabletop. You can see that in how they are made in in like uh Knights of the Old Republic, for example, is the one I always go back to is when you make a character in that, you have like your list of stats, you have your strength, dexterity, wisdom, charisma um constitution whatever what's what the fuck's the last intelligence is the one i can't remember (laughs) um you have like those and then they go up in numbers and every once in a while you get a modifier that boosts and those inflect other stats like that is like a traditional d20 kind of role-playing game that's like how you make a character in those but a lot of rpgs use a similar base for that and so that's why you get a lot of um skills and abilities as you go on in things like Skyrim or in things like, um, what the fuck's another RPG? Even in things like Far Cry, you know what I mean? Because like you have the same like kind of like skills that increase over time, but only in a numerical way. And that is something that interests me because in tabletop right now, people are trying to get away from that crunch, trying to get away from like all that it is is numbers increase. Or what is a more fulfilling way to make a character than going strength, wisdom, yada 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 what is a more engaging way to make that character and where i don't know if we're seeing that in video game role-playing games in the same way that we are in tabletop 
So what I wanted to talk to y'all about is like what when making a character in like a role playing game, like what would like do you think that's a good way to do it? The strength, wisdom, dexterity, like does that evoke anything in you or is that just kind of something that's like, yeah, sure, fuck it. I get what that means, you know? Um, so for me, I've talked about it a little earlier with you, but like when it comes to RPGs, my again, my brain is the size of a pea. If there's like a lot going on, I get really like crazed out and it becomes really overwhelming. Um, the only game that was I wouldn't say it's a good example. Like Final Fantasy XIV is the only one that I've been able to kind of just like delve into those sort of things. And then there's like Skyrim who has sort of like those traits too. But really, I think anything more that's just like strength, defense, health, if anything's more than that, then I get really fucking confused because then I feel bad if I don't put anything evenly. Um, again, this is just how my brain works, but I mean, I'll still play the game. I'll just be more confused and really just like, I don't know what I'm doing. That That's the, that's the biggest thing to me is like, it gets to a point where having to balance all those numbers becomes a game that is stressful because I don't want to like, I don't want to like be negative in anything. I don't want to like miss out on options in this game because I have a low intelligence score yeah. or whatever. Like that frustrates me and that that is like that to me is when role playing gets not fun when it like locks content behind skill points that mm-hmm. nope, you just didn't stat correctly mm-hmm. yeah well and i think i think the thing that's frustrating about it too is like video games are like completely interactive stories and so mm-hmm. to me it's weird like i get because i mean it's a game right so everything's gamified um, but it's weird to me that like like experience points as a thing are weird to me when it seems like video games would be like the perfect way to leverage the idea of like what actual experiences do to people. Like we even mm-hmm. see it kind of with like telltale stuff with like, oh, this person will remember that or whatever. Um, and I feel like it would be so much cooler if like even in like, I don't know, like a Fire Emblem Three Houses type situation where it's like, oh, like you chose to spend the day doing whatever because of that. Like now, yeah, you can fucking push that heavy thing or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that I love that shit. Like mm-hmm. a lot of tabletop games are like are doing that more experience driven um, level up instead of like Eric quotes experience points driven level up like that is like those kind of more narrative effects where it's just like, bam, now you'll be able to push big things. That is more evocative to me than plus two strength. Now you are, now you can get the push big things trait. Cause like in powered by the apocalypse games that uh, for those of you that aren't super into the tabletop fucking weeds, uh, powered by the apocalypse is a tabletop game system where instead of rolling a 20 sided die and adding a modifier, you are rolling two six sided dice and adding a modifier to that. Um, it ends up being easier because it has a lower number, a lower skill ceiling, a lower uh, point ceiling. You don't get like plus 13, plus 14. At the highest, you get plus three. And then it's seven to nine is a success. Under six is a failure. And above 10 is a like great success. So you have more wiggle room to make things interesting because you aren't like, ah, I didn't pass the armor save of 24. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that power, power, 
Another thing that Powered by the Apocalypse games do is they tend to have abilities and playbook moves, air quotes, that's what they're called, that are more evocative, that are more like straight up just abilities you get and you don't have to roll for. Mm -hmm. So things like you can always tell when someone is lying or you can always kind of tell the general, pick a person, you always know what general direction they're in. Like it's these kind of like big kind of sweeping statements that just gain grant you a power and um, control over the narrative in a way. And I would love to see that kind of thing in video games more than I would like to be able to hit thing harder because that idea of just like, bam, now I can't be lied to is like scary for like a writer. Cause you're like, Oh shit. How am I going to like, <laughs> how am I going to get them to do this thing if they know it's a lie? Mm. And the answer is like, some players will just get themselves in trouble anyway because it's fun. Like, it is fun to get in trouble on your own, even if you know that you're getting in trouble. But, like, I want to see more of that, you know? No, yeah, that's that's valid. I, I keep bringing this back because I'm trying to, like, think of the one game that I kind of delved into that sort of stuff, and I can only think of Skyrim. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Um, I... I love that game. It is not my favorite game. It's kind of like another like depression game for me. I will dive into it when I'm sad. And I would do the same thing. So with Khajiits, Khajiits are just like a race that's just like really like hated in that whole like realm. And having that lie factor in there was really hard to do, even if you were good at it, because every you know, everyone's just racist to these like cat people. Um, so, okay, now I'm understanding more and more what you're saying, because, like, I know before we were like, who role-playing, this is something I haven't, like, really talked about or really know, so I'm learning a lot. But, yeah, no, I, now thinking of it, I think this would be a bit more fun if I knew how to, like, work around my brain with these factors, because I do think it would kind of make a game that would, sorry, I'm trying to, like, find the right words for it. It'd make a game bigger and kind of more fun, but I think I think it's still really, really overwhelming for someone that's just starting to get into it. Yeah. I feel that. Like, Disco Elysium kind of does a little bit of what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and, like, the, like, you don't necessarily get to hit things harder in that, but you, like, raise up your empathy skill enough that then, like, you are able to, like, sense the energy in a room mm -hmm. but like not quite understand it that is like almost at what i'm what i'm shooting for and so like the idea of a skyrim like a big open world like fucking fantasy adventure where then like i'm upping my empathy skill so like when i walk into a room like i can like go like i can get a read on the situation and kind of like vaguely tell like oh shit like there's some tension happening over there mm -hmm. that is so cool like that's just mm -hmm. cool it's but like it's but because video games aren't built that way so often you instead get like, like the fucking um what are the like shitty racist group in that game called the storm cloaks like stop i guess they're both racist aren't they um like the like the storm cloaks stomping by and going like hey we're going this way like hell yeah and you have to like dig through all their texts to build on yourself that they're like oh i think they might suck shit also i like that skyrim i like that the leveling in skyrim is experiential in that like you have to do the thing to get good at the thing um mm -hmm. i think that's like so much better than 
like just applying skill points generally like and i know like it still does that to a degree as far as like the skill trees and whatever but i think it just makes more sense to be like yeah if you spend a hundred hours doing blacksmith shit you're gonna be a dope blacksmith um Mm -hmm. and i think it would be cool if they expanded on that even further to like what you were saying of like yeah like this person spent a hundred hours blacksmithing so they can make like dragon bone armor this other person spent like a lot of time i don't know like listening to the orphans or whatever so they like have a better read on like what's going on in the city oh my so god i thought that so you were gonna say it was like a certain power it's like you get a power for listening to orphans let me get it for a second <laughs> i i had thought about how like Skyrim does do that because you do have like the eighty-seven different skill trees in that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are what are y'all's reads on skill trees in general? In that like kind of like branching path kind of way of leveling up. Again, for me, overwhelming as fuck because there's so much to look at and so much to do. It. I'm just like, if I don't have one of everything, I can't fucking play this game. Because then I'm I'm gonna keep the things for me. I'm gonna keep thinking about the one thing I don't have, and I'm just like, if I have this one thing, get rid of this one thing. Will I actually like be better at the game? And I know that's like the whole fun of it, but for me, it's so stressful. Like I'm playing um, Yakuza again, and I forgot about the whole little tree, and I'm just stressing out. But I love the game to death, so I'm just getting through it. Um, I think the first time I've actually ever dived into a skill tree i wouldn't say it's like uh a tree that like similar to like levels up to like skyrim but like when i played final fantasy 13 for the first time and i had all these characters with all these skills that was the first time i got introduced to that and immediately i was like no i can't do this i'm gonna (laughs) invest in three characters for the rest of the game no one else and it made it really hard to play the game because it was so overwhelming for me um I'm so sorry, Riley. I keep like I'm like shitting on RPGs. I love RPGs. No, you're not. You're not <laughs> shitting on it. You're, you're you're down talking the level up system, which is like that's a huge problem in games. Is like that like why 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 is it just want to get stronger and why is like want to get stronger so fucking boring so often? Mm. I'm pu- Caitlin. I'm pulling up the Dragon Age level up screen. Like just because I want to like visualize it, I want to see it because mm-hmm. it's also another skill tree. So and, like... okay, I also this is the Inquisition one, which I think okay. is the most poorly designed of the three and a half games. Yeah, this one's kind of ugly. Um, well, it also <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't make as much sense. Like I feel like it's harder to navigate, which is like it's tied. That's tied to this too. Of like I think the design of skill trees in and of itself can be a big part of why they're shit. Um, mm-hmm. but, like, for me, I'm okay with skill trees. I just wish that, like, I don't like skill trees that are locked behind class. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's another thing, like, Skyrim is dope, because it's just, like, yeah, like, if you, if you take the time to learn the thing, then you can just do that. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, it's, like, oh, you can't know shit about poison, because you're not a sneaky, stabby boy, and it's, like, what? Mm-hmm. yeah that, that shit sucks what do i want to learn to be a sneaky staffy boy i can do anything also like i could be a man with a large sword who also understands that some poisons will kill people like <laughs> <laughs> if i drink this 
I get sick. Like, I feel like anybody could be like, huh, if I apply poison to my blade, it'll probably do more damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the the getting into getting into this and then get, taking that and going further into skill trees specifically so fucking often skill trees have like things that are bad that you have to get through to get to the cool shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like whenever i open up a skill tree i go to the end of it and go does that sound sick like is that cool <laughs> like and so often the answer is like yes but you have to go through like a lot of stuff that you don't care about and want to get around to get there like I am one of the seven people in the world that enjoyed Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Bye. <laughs> <And> Bye. <laughs> leave like, the podcast. Me, I was. Uh, do you know they just added the the fucking Terminator to that game? Oh, just like wandering around the God. fucking countryside. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> Shit, so like, much. I love it. <laughs> but like the leveling up in that kind of sucks because you get you level up in like these squares and like these different like quadrants that then will link you to different further away squares, but you have to like unlock everything in that square before moving on. So it's like, all right, cool. I've gotten more um my gadgets can go like 50% further. Okay. Oh, um I can also uh, I I now have like a little health pack. All right. I I can loot this better. I don't ever loot that kind of thing anyway, so I guess I have to get that. You have to, like, make your... You, it makes leveling up suck shit because you, like, have to burn your points on, like, shit you don't care about to get to the stuff you do. And S- Skyrim has that, too, and, like, Far Cry is, like, a big thing that has, like, shitty, like, feet trees. Mm. But, like, I just want to, like... I want it to be more... I'm trying to think of a game that does do this well that I do enjoy the leveling up in. I'm I'm kind of in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I mean, the perk system in Fallout or or Outer Worlds, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Like where you like where just be like, I want this now. I can do this cool thing. Like that isn't necessarily tied to anything else. I guess not Outer Worlds, just Fallout. I do like the like the phobia thing that they have in um, Outer Worlds mm-hmm. though. Yes. If leveling up was sometimes bad, that would be cool too. Yeah, I think like I think that game by and large is boring and dumb, but like that part of it is actually a very cool idea. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... the issue kind of lies not within games, but more of like it's <laughs> it's gamers. Um <laughs> I was like, what I'm gonna make this up really corny. Um I know there's like this little tiny obsession i don't know about you guys but definitely plays into like my brother who's like younger than me there's like a grinding aspect of stuff that makes it feel more satisfying at the end and if everything was cool and easy all the time do you think that would like draw away people or bring people more in it sounds like a stupid question but i've heard people before who are dumb as shit because i think i would really enjoy something that's cool and easy all the time that the grinding Uh aspect of stuff is like plays into stuff i'm the motherfucker who always like hops into like a real like an rts and goes like what are the cheats give me the cheats i just want to like curb stomp everyone else into the dirt Mm -hmm. i don't want to (laughs) play like the grind is the least interesting thing to me at any given point because it's just like shit i'm so bored Mm -hmm. like i have to go through a part of the game that sucks to get to part of game that is good (laughs) like i don't want that i feel like i feel like a game like destiny right or like like, more like the MMOs, which, like, a lot of MMOs are RPGs, 
But I feel like there's more of, like, like, like it's weird to me that in single-player RPGs, people still want that grindy shit. Just because, mm-hmm. like, I kind of get it more when it's, like, in a community space um, where you're all, like, working towards a common goal. So I can kind of more see how that, like, numbers ticking up thing would kind of feed into that. But, like, when it's just you and your character, like, going on an adventure, that seems, like, way less appealing to me. And also, too, I kind of wanted to tie... It was something I thought of before, but, like, the the skills and, like, stat boosts and stuff that you get where you get, like, oh, like, you do 50% more damage or whatever. Like, that doesn't really do that much for me because, like, I'm gay and can't do math, so I don't really have a concept mm-hmm. of, like, what 50% more is. Especially because, like, we... Like, I mean, I guess you have, like, the number of, like, oh, like, this is your attack stat or whatever. But, like, it's not, like, late, like, when I'm in a fight, right, like, when I'm, like, if I'm playing Dragon Age and I'm fighting a dark spawn, it's not, like, I know automatically, like, how much damage I'm doing and then can therefore, like, easily see what that 50% more would be. So it's just kind of like, oh, you're telling me this is good, so I assume it's good. Yeah. Like, and especially because it's usually not even a big number that would mean something like 50%. It's usually just, like, five percent ten percent and like i don't give a fuck like what what the cool version of that skill is it's a little bit harder to get and the skill is you kill small enemies in a single hit like it's just like straight up fucking like it gives you all of it at once doesn't give you the math of it but just does tell you boom you're gonna take out this small shit without a problem and like you would normally be able to do that anyway you'd get that strong anyway but, like, having the thing that just, like, puts the hat on it and goes, boom, you did it. Like, that's so much more evocative to me than small, minute numbers going up. But it does the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I could even fuck with, like, honestly, in that same vein, like, like this is like, hey, if you take this skill, like, half the time you're going to crit hit or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you have a higher chance, but we're not going to get into the numbers of it. It's just, like, you're better at fighting, so more often than not, you're going to get a crit. Yeah. Like, it doesn't suck. I'm, I'm going to post something, a terrible level-up screen, because we were talking about MMOs. Riley, I can't read this. Neither what is can I. this? This is EVE Online's, oh. like, skill tree, which only slowly grows up in real time. Ooh. And then you have to put skills into it like put the skills into the things you want and then those will slowly progress in real time it is like it is the epitome of grinding that's ugly um no (laughs) yeah no i will i will post i will post this along with the episode this fucking sucks um When people say Eve's a spreadsheet game, they're not fucking lying. God, no. That's the other thing, too, that I kind of wanted to talk about with this is, like, so I'm a very, like, shocker. I'm a story (laughs) bitch. Like, I'm very much a narrative person in games. Like, that's what interests me about games. It's never, like, like, I like gameplay that serves the story, but, like, gameplay in and of itself is not that interesting to me, generally. Um, And so, like, leveling up where you're just in a like like you get point you go to menu you click skill you want and then like you can just do that has always been kind of weird to me because i'm like okay like let's say i'm playing aloy in her is zero dawn how did this bitch all of a sudden learn to do this new thing 
when like mm-hmm. the man who taught her how to do everything is like fucking dead or whatever. Like she's just <laughs> wandering. And like and like you don't like even if you got like a cut scene of you like fucking around like learning to do it yourself or something. But like that's never what happens. It's just like you click skill, now you can do thing and it's like how? How did that like mm. not to be too awesome walkery, but like where where in the game's like narrative like did I learn how to do that? Mhm. Which is like um there are some games coming out now. They don't like have like a it's not like any system particularly, but in tabletop there are some games that are just like you kind of bequeath moves from care like if you learn a move, if you learn an advancement, if you level up, you have to go you have to like learn it from another person. Like straight up. Like there isn't like a all right, I check this box and now I get this playbook move. It is I check this box. Cool. Now I can learn something. I have g- gained all the learning points and I'm ready to learn something from anyone who's going to teach me. Like that shit rules. That is so much more engaging and makes me attached to the skills instead of like now I now as as Spider-Man, I can swing a little bit. Be- I can swing better and I have like a cool super kick. Why haven't I been super kicking someone all the time? A game, I think, that did that. I could be wrong. It's been years since I've played it. Um, I think with Nino Kuni, the first one anyway, you had to go to different enemies or just different castles, and someone would teach you a new skill. But I could mm. be wrong. It's been a while. I could have just dreamt that. I like that. Like, that's cool. I can see as a player why somebody would be like, no, I don't like that. Like, I'm frustrated. I want to learn things out on the field, but, like... Well, I think oh. there's a way to incorporate that, too, though, of, like, again, like, with the experiential thing, it's, like, like if you have, some, like, wild shit happen in a battle, I feel like that could translate into, oh, you got this skill because, like, you had this experience, you know? Like, I don't think it has to be necessarily be, like, someone is teaching me everything I know. Because, like, we learn from just, like, fucking around by ourselves all the time. Um, what what if you could like I because I I do love the going to a certain person to like then learn like that shit rules what if like what if in a video game like you it was went back to the old like you have to rest to level up thing that like Oblivion did but then like you can like cite a exciting thing you did throughout that day you know what I mean throughout that day of adventuring it's like oh I met this person I did this thing or oh I went and fought this thing and like it is in that act of reflection that then you commit that fucking skill to your goddamn to your bones. Like that's that's cool. That is such like a engaging way to level up. Ugh. Yeah, and I hmm. even like I even like the idea of like going back to the tabletop influence, like, you know, like we we obviously played interstitial together and like we play if not us then who, which doesn't really have levels, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. We we play tabletop games together. Um yeah. When we were playing interstitial, like, like, I like the idea of just, like, oh, like, you, I like when, like, like, you can just say, like, oh, like, you leveled up because something happened to you. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not just, like, like, you got X number of points or whatever. It's, like, or, like, like, when a, when a DM or whatever is just, like, hey, like, yeah, fuck it, you get it, you get an inspiration, you get a point of experience just because, like, Mm -hmm. you did a thing. Um... And just, like, having that happen kind of in-game. And so I think it would be dope if, like, like, I'm playing the Gwent RPG right now, right? Like, if I'm doing that and in, like, the middle of a of a Gwent fight, if I, like, do a cool thing with a card, like, 
I want to get like a quote unquote level up from that. Like, I want it to be like, oh, you had a fucking stroke of inspiration. You're a better military leader or whatever now. Like, here's Mm -hmm. an extra card or some shit, you know, like. I like that. That rules. <laughs> yeah, I just think it would yeah. be dope. I just like I like the because like I don't know like video games obviously are games and they they're scripted and whatever. But like it's just like instead of chasing the realism of like do the horse balls shrink in cold weather, I would rather chase the <laughs> realism of like how do people learn and have experiences and move through a world. Mm-hmm. And that's so much harder for the for for like people because it's it's not. It is so easy, air quotes. It is so much easier to like go, ah, yes, like the horse ball shrink like this. Then how do we, how, how do lessons get imprinted on us as the days go by? Like it is so much easier, so, so much easier to answer the horse balls question than it is the cool experience question that like changes how you think about the gameplay itself. Like, and I want people to answer the uh, like the cooler question. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your horse. I do. That's your valid. <laughs> you're valid. <laughs> Listen, if you're out there with a horse, you're valid. Unless you're a horse girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think about tail talking. Like I've, I, as we've been talking, I've been posting a shit ton of different level up screens and like character creation screens. And the more that I look at, the more that I hate. Are like when scroll up to like the uh the the coat the Knights of the Old Republic and the Dragon Age and shit like when it is just like the numbers are just there, like yeah, oh that bump that's a bummer. <laughs> you know what else? I was speaking of Dragon Age actually. Um, mm. so I have two Dragon Age points, I guess. Um, the first being I do like it in Dragon Age for the specialties. Um, they didn't do it in two, but they did do it in Origins and Inquisition, where like if you want a specialization in Origins, you had to either encounter someone who was that specialization or you had to like find it in a, like a book or something. Mm. Um and then Inquisition did that too, where they were like, Yeah, you can like we'll bring these trainers here and then you have to go do their stupid fetch quest or whatever. Which that part sucked, but um what what are what are specialties are those like um so it's like it's like it 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 gives you um access to additional moves so in dragon age like and there's different ones for each class so like uh in dragon age origins warriors can be champions berserkers or Mm. reavers and it's like a prestige class yeah, yeah 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 okay sick okay yeah that's cool like seeing someone in the world going, I didn't know that was an option for us, and then like just being sick. I like that. Yeah. Has other games done this? Um, I don't. I feel like other games have, but I don't. Yeah, because I agree with Riley. That is pretty cool, but I don't think I've experienced that personally. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's not done as well as it could be in Dragon Age, because like in Origins, it's really just like, oh. That one dude in the Urn of Sacred Ashes quest is a reaver. You can either, like, there's a way that you can, like, kill him and steal his secrets, or you can, like, be on his side and he'll teach you. Or then there's, like, also, like, you can become an arcane, I don't remember what it's called, but, like, an arcane warrior if you're a mage, if you, like, happen to find 
this like trapped spirit in some elven ruins um and that's like kind of it like it's not like you go through like a training montage or anything um it's just kind of like yeah here you go like now you can now when you level up you also have the option to pick from like your specialization skills Mm. Um, that's sick fucking um this isn't exactly along those lines but it's along the lines of like the spirit of it um a fucking in in the old Star Wars MMO, Star Wars Galaxies, the best MMO to have ever been made. Um, like originally when you'd become a jet you when you when you started the game, you could pick Jedi. And like you did not start as a Jedi. Like you just like were anybody. You could fuck around, you'd do whatever. And you'd slowly have to like build up like and find people to then teach you like little bitty lessons about Jedi left and right. Mm-hmm. And like it wouldn't be to like level fucking 50 that you would get a lightsaber because like, oh, it's hard to become a Jedi and you have to learn about them and go on this path. Like, that's cool. It, that kind of experiential leveling and like experiential, like, like that's the story of how you got to this level up thing. Mm. That's I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The other the other Dragon Age thing I was thinking about was... um. I like the idea of when you have party members that can level up too, that you can like choose their skills. I like the idea of some of that choice being taken away based on who they are as a character. Um, Because I think about the fact that like in Dragon Age Origins, Morrigan canonically tells you she's not inclined towards healing magic. Like, she flat mm-hmm. out is like, I am not really a healer. I don't really fuck with that. My mom was the one who saved y'all because I don't do that. So then, to be able to turn her into a healing mage feels fucked up. Um, yeah. And so, like, I I feel like, like, leveling up should take into account, like, the characters themselves and their agency and their, like, strengths and weaknesses. Because it doesn't make sense that if Morgan literally canonically, like, the second time I meet her, tells me, oh yeah, I'm shit at healing magic, then at the end of the game, unless there's been some weird character turn, she should not be able to do healing magic. So is the interesting thing there, because uh, that that goes in line with something we, with the thing we talked about earlier about how um, we don't like it when things are gated because we did not stat correctly. Is the funner thing to specifically say, instead of like, oh, I have a low wisdom so I can't be a good healing magic person, is it like getting to pick the things you're bad at, like, quite literally? Is it saying, like, all right, my character I'm making is bad at these kind of, like, abilities, and then that's just true. Like, you can work to be better at them, and you will, but it will cap, and, like, but you've decided that, and, like, you got to explicitly decide in, in, like verbatim like flat out language these are the things i will not i will not be able to do and then i will be able to do all of these things like is that the more fun way to do that i mean then i think so or at least it's more like true right because like there are things that i'm good at and things that i'm bad at in life you know like and i didn't choose them but like a bitch is bad at math like Mm -hmm. If I work really hard at learning math, I can do it, but it takes a lot longer than if than it does for me with like writing and shit, you know. Um, and so I think reflecting that in games would be really cool. Yeah, I want that. I 
I just, I want more games where the thing like when when a game when a developer says the things you do and say matter in this game. So often they like it's about the illusion that they matter, which I'm down with. I'm down with the illusion. What I want is like I want like a I want for that illusion to to feed into the narrative shit that that we can set up with our characters and to be narrative focused in the way that we've talked about with like our our bottom limits in the way that we've talked about with like being able to affect the world by like always being able to smell a fucking rat or something like like I lost my train of thought. I fucked up. <laughs> yep. It just gone. It stopped in a fucking ADHD hit me. Oh. Oh. It's okay. I th- I think the point was still dope. And I think it's something like This is a total pivot. Can we pivot? Is that okay? Pivot. So, I'm now th- I'm now thinking I'm kind of going back to like the XP thing. And something that I thought was super interesting about Vampire was the fact that like running around doing side missions does not get you very much experience. Like, Mm -hmm. the main way for you to get experience is by draining citizens, but Mm -hmm. that has consequences on the community, and it also, like, like, if you remove, like, because there, I did a whole rant about this on our Game of the Year podcast from 2018, but, like, all of the people in Vampire are interconnected because they're all part of their communities. And so, like, when you remove someone from their community, people take notice of that, um, mm-hmm. and it, it has ramifications. So I do also like, like, in those situations where, like, I think it makes, because Jonathan's, like, not an interesting character. He's a boring fucking <laughs> white dude. But I think that makes him more interesting in that, like, he is a doctor. And so, like, you're trying to balance curing the districts and keeping people healthy with also like being like okay if i don't kill people i'm going to be a lot weaker so like how do we manage that um and i think like like having your progress like have an impact on the world is also really really interesting a doctor vampire like like carlisle cullen yeah exactly like that <laughs> i get it Carol. i love twilight <laughs> Um, well, and I, yeah. and I, I, I don't, I, I don't know how you would do it because like, obviously Jonathan is like a vampire. So like mm-hmm. he feeds on people, but like, I would love to see a game take that on and like, in, in a way that's just like, yeah, like you're a person, but like, cause I mean, we all have that in our real life too, of again, like, like sometimes when you make choices, like they impact other people and like, sometimes you have to sacrifice one thing for another. Um. So yeah. Well, so if if you if you if you're talking uh, like in the in the context you were just talking about about like um killing people and people are missed and like like oh we, in video games we get experience for murdering things mm-hmm. like that is a thing that I am sorry to fucking twenty twenty fourteen it up in here but like Undertale did that in a way that I really enjoyed of like explain like exploring the kind of like. If you are leveling up, that means you are killing things, and those things know people, and those people like exist in here. Like, like you will be like they will be missed in this world. Like the first time I played that game, I ostensibly did like a good route. I did a neutral route. I did I didn't kill everything, 
but like you hit the end of the game and you get a call like from one of the characters that's just like, hey, yo, I know you saved everyone, but you killed my brother, so fuck off, actually. And like just hangs up. Like you don't get a nice you don't get to keep your nice ending of I did it. I'm back home. And like I was stronger. I was able to get through fights pretty pretty easily. I was able to survive, but I had hurt a lot of people on the way, and that playthrough of the game made me fucking sit with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What? I... I... That's so hard to do. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Riley. Keep going. Oh, that's so hard to, like, code for and expect for, though. You know what I mean? The more that I think about that. I mean, I guess that's kind of like, that's like the story with Pathologic, right? In mm-hmm. that you can, like, people can die and, like, you could air, you could kill people if you had time, but like everything you do has ramifications, and like there isn't as much of a leveling up as much as there is like a how the fuck am I gonna survive till the next day? Yeah, well, and like it's interesting to me that more games haven't played with this because like so often people are like, I want my choices to matter. Like that's like such a thing mm-hmm. with Telltale, right? Of like people are like, oh, the choices don't actually matter, meh, and it's like, but mm-hmm. then like they they're cool with like doing the same boring level systems over and over again and it's like you know what would make your choices matter like if they impacted your progression like if Mm -hmm. you had a lasting effect on the world um and i always think about like austin walker's old blog the clockwork worlds thing and the essay that that name came from talking about like how video games like are clockwork worlds where they're just kind of spinning on a track or whatever and how, like, it's interesting when games can break away from that and simulate, like, a full world. And I feel like that's what people think they want, but they don't, like, fully want to get into the weeds of what that really, really looks like. Because um, mm-hmm. the leveling systems are, you know, simple or, you know, scratch a weird brain worm or whatever. Um mm-hmm. I don't really yeah. know where I was going with that point, but... No, I feel you. I feel like I've been, like, I feel like I've been shit-talking crunch in games, which, for those that, like, wouldn't necessarily know that term directly, a crunchy game is a game, like, is a he- is a game where you would, like, roll your dice, then you would add, like, this modifier, and this modifier, and this modifier, and, ooh, I leveled up so I could add this modifier. It's like, there's oh a lot of systems that interact God. with each other. I This is why I don't play, like, d and I would, I, the, mm-hmm. the idea of it is so cool, but just... The constant numbering and the constant remembering of what's what is just so much. Holy shit. Oh, Monty, I have a beautiful world in tabletop games that you don't need to count. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm mm-hmm. excited to show them to oh you. Oh my god. But like, there are a place for those crunchy games because sometimes I do like rolling 30 dice in my hands. You like the crunch? Going, I love to crunch. <laughs> I love to crunch into a big crunchy game. Bar, bar. But like, <laughs> it's so there's not anything wrong with that. Like y'all are y'all y'all are valid for wanting number to go up. But the problem is when it's only number go up and nothing else, like the other like everyone defaults to numbers going up. Mm-hmm. That I want. Well, and I just like I want I to would, play in fun space. I would even be happy with number go up. Here's a narrative in-game reason why number go up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let me show you, like, how character make number go up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, the detachment of 
these like skill systems and leveling up systems from the narrative of the games is like frustrating mm-hmm. to me narrative and visual of the game too right mm-hmm. like because like you don't see your character necessarily like put on more shit as game as you continue to like learn more things or like update the way they act in the game like your care your character model themselves doesn't get more confident as they move through necessarily all the time and that's something that would help make me buy the narrative of oh i figured out i can do a leg sweep now is like yeah they like watching like the character in how they are portrayed like become more confident in their shit and i feel like i've seen that somewhere and i can't think of where it is hmm Riley, what's in in your and Caitlin, you can answer this too. I I when it comes to like diving into RPGs like this, I don't know what's what, but like from least crunchy to most crunchy, like what are the games that you guys have played most in that spectrum? <laughs> uh least crunchy would be a game like um be it would be a game system called Belonging Outside Belonging. Ooh. Um it is there's no counting. There's no counting. You get tokens, you earn tokens for doing bad for like doing like shitty things, mm-hmm. like um like for, like getting mad at somebody or like hurting somebody. Like you get a token for that. And then you can spend that token on a good action that that is just like uh have a heart to heart with somebody, yada yada yada, or like save up more tokens for an even better action. Oh my god. And there's it's only one or two. Like that's it. There's no counting. You're free. That is the least crunchy. Well, mm I guess even least crunchy than that would be like, hey, you're on Neopets and you're playing pretend with your friends. (laughs) You're doing a a free form play by post. (laughs) And then most crunchy is like a a game I really, really enjoy called Genesis, but more so the Edge of the Empire Star Wars system. (laughs) Uh, And it's it's very, very fun because like it's a fun system and somehow has managed no counting through a lot of different online tools, mm-hmm. but you roll a, just a fucking a handful of dice. And like, I'm going to send you a picture of this right now. I think Riley just likes fixations of dice. I do like, I like it when you roll a bunch and they go click, clack, click, clack <laughs> on the table. But um, when I show you this picture, you'll, it'll at least make some sort of sense. So like, let me explain what you're looking at here. The purple dice are difficulty, and so it like three difficulty is hard, four is formidable, and five is like daunting. And then the blue die are boost dice, green dice are how good you are at the thing, and yellow is how trained you are at the thing. Jesus fucking and so Christ. those replace green dice. Too and many so dice. like, I love this so much. And then when I roll it, I roll all these dice, and then click, clack, 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 clack. They all go out, and the symbols cancel each other out. Oh my god! <laughs> and so like. The end result is there at the bottom, and it is. I have six successes and four advantages. And so I have to figure out how something, how I did the thing I wanted to do. And then also, like, four things went, like, positive as well on the outside. So, like, um, the best way to explain this, and you can also, you can get failures with advantages, too, or threats with successes. And the best way that I can explain that is, like, in, uh, in, like, what, the fucking, like, in, in, do y'all fuck with Star Wars here? Uh, not anything past like the fucking past three movies that came out. I do not. Okay, hell yeah. You know, I um, mostly just watch the side shit. You're valid. Everyone here is valid. Like the the best moment for that is like whenever like uh, 
whenever like Poe or Finn bumblefuck their way th- or or Anakin bumblefucks their way through a sit like a a scenario and like manages to get out everything has gone to shit but like somehow they are like <laughs> unscathed that's a success with threats or like um for the listener here Han Solo in episode 4 uh getting on the the uh the intercom with the person at the prison cell and being like um yes hi everything's fine down here uh you don't need to see send anybody or anything um how are you like that's a failure because he fucked it up and the guy knew that like something wrong has happened (laughs) but the advantage in that is like oh han knows he fucked up and he has slowed them down by shooting the door like that in that way of like mixing failure and success is so satisfying, and a bunch of crunch allows you to do that sometimes. This is, Riley, this is so much. I feel like if this was ever in front of me, like, someone asked me to play, I would cry. I don't know (laughs) how... genuinely shorting my brain out. Yeah, like, I'm, like, brain farting, like, Riley, this sounds like... The way that you talk about it it with such passion sounds so much fun, but when I try to, like, organize it in my head... (laughs) I feel like I have like smooth brain. Like it's just like, because <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you could do this and not have to roll all these dice. Like you could do this in that where it's like, all right, to figure out if I beat if I beat this check, I'm going to roll two d six plus two, and then oh, I got an eight, so I did it, but I also kind of fucked up. Like that's it. That's all you got to do. Like there are there are systems that will. That will help smooth brain Monty become shredded brain Monty. <laughs> Dude, my brain's gonna be so jacked after this. Holy it's shit! Be fucking ripped. <laughs> Abs on that brain. Look at the six pack on that brain. Jesus! Oh my god! I'll I'll do one of these guys like for a night and see if I can come out being strong. Because this is also really interesting. The way that you guys talk about it, I'm like, sounds like I'm missing out and I shouldn't be afraid. But then once I dive into it, I'm just like, well, I'm going to cry now. The only game that I've learned about numbers and mechanics is nowhere near, I guess, to what we've been talking about is just like problematic League of Legends. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only game I like learned about like skills and numbers and all that stuff and like defense and like critical like rate whatever the shit you call it other than that i haven't played that game in like a year because it's so stressful i wonder if you would fuck with tactics games i don't know i don't know if you would fuck with an XCOM, like which is like a or a mario versus rabbits like a like uh like a tactics game like that that is like not as heavy on like the numbers aspect of it that isn't like a battle tech where you're like all right like i need to like i have 30 rounds to go this way like an xcom is i point the gun at something i have a 95 percent chance to hit this thing okay i'm gonna shoot like caitlin do you think i could do rabbit um probably because i feel like it's like it it is that XCOM style shit, but it's like cute, which is you know a big mm-hmm. Monty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you could. Um, I'll challenge myself. I'll play with some ugly rabbits for a bit. <laughs> yeah, when you get your Switch, baby. Oh my god, I can't wait. <sighs> Do you get that Animal Crossing one? I want to. It's I I've been telling Caitlin like the whole like 
past two years the switch has been out like yeah i'm gonna watch a sweet till animal crossing's here and then it's actually here i'm like hmm, i think it's time but we'll see <laughs> yeah um well because i think like yeah i don't know i think it's interesting because like going back to the gwent rpg for a little bit i've been finding that like deck builders really like scratch the itch in my brain in in a way mm-hmm. that i like never really expected and it's not and I think it's because it's not numbers, but it does feel like progress. Like, yeah. like I can see when I'm playing Thronebreaker Gwent RPG game, like, when I'm in a Gwent fight, I can, there are numbers, like, I can see that I'm winning or losing or whatever, but it's balancing, like, is it a is it a standard fight where you have three rounds and therefore you have to manage how many cards you're putting out? Because if you get to round three and you don't have any cards, you're fucked. Or is it a lot of the fights are, like, there are special rules, it's gonna be one round, like, which means I can go fucking ham and just throw all my shit out. Like, so I, it, it's numbers in that way, but it's literally just, like, it's like playing war, but, like, smart. Where it's like, yes, bigger number wins, but in a way that's not like, oh, it's this percent, or, like, you're gonna get you know, like, this modifier or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't really know what I'm saying there other than, like, I wish that that feeling (laughs) could be applied to, like, RPG skills. I mean, imagine a world where you could, because, like, that that kind of fucking... That kind of fucking solves the issue that you were talking about of, like, um, oh, you need to learn a skill from somebody is instead you, like, you have a hand that has a bunch of skills in it, and then you beat them, and then you get to take one of the skills out of their hand. Yeah! You learn from them. Like, that's that shit. That's that what you're talking cool! about. That's fucking cool. That's anime as shit. That, that, is, that is, like, fucking Gohan knows how to use special beam cannon because he watched his dad, Piccolo, do it. Like, that's Uh-oh. good shit. I like that. Riley, I like, we've just demonstrated who we are as people and that we're the same and very different all at once because <laughs> we both had that idea and both vibed with it very hard, but you went with Dragon Ball <laughs> reference. My brain went to, you eat the heart of your enemy to make yourself stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I just, listen. <laughs> We, we're we're two fucking we're two parallel lines. We aren't intersecting, but we are like we follow the same path. Yeah, we're 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 the same coin. Just you know, <laughs> we're two sides that we never cross, but we're there together. Exactly, it's one bullshit fucking circle. <laughs> I feel like a parent with like their two children. I've been like. <laughs> Hearing you guys bond so well together, and I'm hearing here like quietly eating my soup, very, <laughs> very, very quietly. I just, I'm, like, I, 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 I'm very grateful to like Riley and Joe and like all of the Orange Ghost folks for like pulling me into the indie RP, like teach RPG scene, just because mm-hmm. like I feel like it's really expanded like the way that I think about how games can be and how they can work. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just, it's really dope. There's so many people doing such cool shit in that space. Um, yes, 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 yes. That shit fucking... Oh, you know... Mm, do mm, Riley's gonna I'm go in. Of... Riley's gonna go in. I feel it. <laughs> I just like... You know what game I think that, like, 
the like uppercut would love like tabletop game is firebrands fire yes Brand? i think firebrands Brands. yep okay. it I'm is it's it it's, it's it is a big robot game doesn't have to be straight up does not fucking have to be but yeah, like, I really want to play Marn's Hotel California hack of it. <laughs> you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Yeah, the game? yes, yeah, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, that's a game that that would that Monty would fuck with because there's no numbers to melt your brain. Fuck yeah, there, that is a that is a game that like you would fuck with because you could do creepy weird shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> I I love Firebrands for for the listener. The way Firebrands work. And for Monty, the way Firebrands as and like games that are based on it works is like it is much more freeform than anything else. You have like basically a bunch of mini games, and when it is your turn, you pick which game you want to play, and that could be something like um that is like a a a conversation over food, or um going sword to sword, or um a uh, like <laughs> like fucking uh stealing a moment together. Like, and you get to play one of those games, and each one of those mini games has different rules. And so, like, the battle, like, the, the going sword to sword, like, everything is like, um, uh, I, I have my sword down at my side, and you see an open moment. Do you lunge at me and try to drive me through, or do you let me regain my balance? It's like asking questions to the other person and then painting a scene around it, because, like, that's it. There's no rolling. You just get to decide do I fuck up here? Do you fuck me up? Oh, it's and it's, like the uh, it's like heaven will be mine, but a tabletop game. <laughs> oh my god, dude! dude this yeah. sounds like so much fun, Caitlin. We have to do this. Yes, <laughs> the yes. stealing a moment are all like uh, that's like that is like when you have when you've come to the person, it's like uh, I climb inside your pocket, your your cockpit. May I? And it's just like very like firebrands is a sexy game i love that game so much oh my god you said climb oh. into your pocket and i got so excited i was like that's gonna be me with caitlin i'm gonna do that to caitlin <laughs> it's sick. Monty, it's if sick. anyone's gonna be in anyone's pocket i would be in yours because i'm yeah. littler you're right <laughs> you just screamed at me today about being little <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right oh, oh this sounds so yeah. fun i am bookmarking this thank you riley yeah, I really I... want us to get more into tabletop because it's fucking cool. And I think it really does a lot to like inform your um like the way you see other kinds of games. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Cuz like there are things that video games do that tabletop will never do for me. And like that that's said cuz like I play a ton of Star Wars tabletop games all the time. But Fallen Order came out and I lost my entire fucking gourd. <laughs> like, because I'm like, ooh, this is fun to play. How many Star Wars tabletop games are there? Oh, okay. So, um, there's a lot of older ones that are really, really. Those are like, uh, there's uh, the Star Wars D6 system, which has been canceled and like doesn't exist anymore. But a lot of people like it a lot because it's a lot more kind of closer to D and D, and it's bad to play and it sucks shit um the game that i like is um edge of the empire which is this mess of dice that you're seeing on the screen there are three versions of it edge of the edge of the empire age of rebellion and force and destiny and so each of those games focus on a different thing smuggling being in the rebellion or being a jedi jesus and like that rule they all interact with each other and so like you can play a game with all of them but like right now uh, on Thursday mornings, I run a uh, 
a uh, fucking Force and Destiny game. That's like my home game. Like I just play it in the mornings. Like we do it for two, three hours or whatever. And like we get to do cool shit. Aww. Like we get to we like we ran up to an old I'm going to talk Star Wars for a second. I'm sorry. We ran up to an old bar and found a bunch of like in the middle of the uh, right after the like after the Clone Wars before A New Hope. Like we found a bar full of full of old clone troopers that were just there together. And since they're all the same fucking person, you open the door and it's just like the same face everywhere. And they're all like growing old together and singing war songs together. And then they like they fucking are trying to like learn how to use the force to stop their increased aging and like calm down. Star Wars oh my God, is cool. That's so much. But like, huh, Star Wars can be cool, except when it's a movie. Jesus. <laughs> Star, Star Wars should not be movies. It should just be dope television shows. <laughs> Speaking, catch Clone Wars next week. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. I, uh. Is the community in the Star Wars tabletop like huge? Because it sounds like if they're making this many games, it has to like six out. What is huge? Like tabletop in general isn't giant. Like like the biggest thing is the biggest thing is D and D in a huge fucking way. That is not the same for video games. It's not like a you like you will run up on someone and be like they'll be like oh yeah I play video games I fucking I fucking love FIFA and that's it that's all they play <laughs> and that's valid. But like it's not like uh video games is that like FIFA. Like oh, that's how it is for role playing games in Dungeons and Dragons, mm. where it is just like people cannot conceive of a world, and like FIFA has released a shooting version and a fucking basketball version that like co opts these like smaller ideas and sees dope ideas and then co opts it into itself. Oh my god, like, I thought you meant like FIFA itself has like a shooting version <laughs> and a basketball version. I was like, what kind of sport are you fucking watching? holy shit what a game yeah call of fifa oh my god (laughs) battle fifa i would play battle fifa honestly i would play murder soccer dude that sounds sick like i already played like ritual sacrifice basketball with pyre like i would play murder soccer dude that sounds sick i was gonna make a joke about like (laughs) about how i couldn't stand to play a fucking first person shooter for 40 minutes and it ends with a score of one to zero and then i realized that that's just what battle royales are yep yeah. <laughs> just way yeah. way too fucking long and they end with you getting one kill boop you win mm-hmm. <laughs> like that sucks <laughs> yeah that's literally just apex there bud oh damn i should play apex more fuck we should play apex again i god i want to with what time A, but B, like, yes, please. Yes, when when the fabled day comes, we have time again. <laughs> that mysterious fucking time. Uh. Oh. <sighs> Hell yeah. I'll have to dive into tabletop more. I know. Yes, Monty. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you guys are making it sound really fun. Like, I came into the podcast, like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to be talking about. I don't know any about this. But, like, the more that you guys talk about it, the more it seems interesting. I remember when I used to do a lot of um, the Boston Indie event. I think it was called, like, the FIG. The FIG? Festival of Indie Games. And it was really fun. The first floor was all, like, indie tabletop. And the second floor was all indie, like, digital games, which is really cool. 
so yeah, uh, it was really cool. So like after I did all the digital stuff, I was like, okay, let's let's see what's going on here. Oh, I gotta sit with strangers. Mm, not really feeling into it. But um, of course, like I would just be really into like something that looks really cool. I was like, okay, why not? I like also just want to fucking sit down. Um, and that was always really fun. But I think every single time I came out of that, like it just didn't stick to my brain because it was just a lot of thinking. And God, this is like I'm like roasting myself in this. I promise. <laughs> I promise I'm smarter than this. It's just I get easily overwhelmed. Um, no, you guys are making it sound a lot more fun than like what I came into thinking about it. Yeah, well, Whoa. that's the beauty of indie RPGs is like so many people do so many different things. Like Takuma made um, Stew Pot, which is like you're a party of like fantasy characters who were adventurers. And now you're, like, running a tavern, so you, like, mm-hmm. unlearn your adventuring skills and then learn, like, business and hospitality skills. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, mm-hmm. and, like, that's, that's fucking dope. And, like, oh, Marn made the game about the Hotel California, and she also made, um, like, a playing card game where you're, like, demons, um, like, having a conversation um and it's just there's so many cool ideas that people have played around with and so like oh machi we're gonna get you into indie ttrbgs and we're gonna play it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun then you just start thinking like damn what if video games played with the format as much like that's the shit i want like Mm -hmm. the game i just posted a picture of is a game called dialect which is just like you build a language and like that's like the biggest part. That's like the the interaction of the game is like I draw a card that says scrounger, and it says something's in short short supply here. We rely on it on you to provide whatever scraps of it we can get, and then we like then I figure out what my name is as a scrounger, and then we build a word like a word that kind of means what the name is, and then we are just using that word throughout, and the game ends when like somebody else comes in, takes over our fucking place, and, like, kicks us out, and all we have is our language just between us. Like, there are some big fucking brain indie games, and I love them. Like, it's... uh, My brain's gonna be so jacked. It's gonna be so jacked. (laughs) Six-pack, eight-pack, ten-pack, (laughs) twelve-pack. Smooth brain, not this one. (laughs) Just wrapping around. (laughs) Dude, this looks so cool. Yeah, it's... The art on dialects fucking beautiful. It's so fucking dope. Um, I'm, like, so excited to get to start talking about it and writing about it more this year and, like, dragging you into it more. It's It's gonna be a lot of yelling, so get ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know plenty of people who make sick games. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's just a fucking picture of the goddamn art. It's beautiful. It's very um, pretty. Ooh, let me see yes. one second. Scrolling down. Ooh, it's pretty. <laughs> yep. I like I that. love love big brain indie games. I would also be remiss without talking about Spindle Wheel, which is a game that is just like it's tar- it's tarot cards. Like that's that's the game. Like there's a bot called Spindlebot that like some that my friend Caro has made that I so I can play my friend Sasha's game Spindle Wheel just left and right i'm gonna ask for it to give me two cards right now but like you draw a card and it says like uh the fucking like 
it says like the golden crown and then it has like three words that describe a golden crown on one side and then you can flip it over and it has three words that describe a golden crown on the other side and like where it's just like um like heavy is the head like like the fucking burden of ruler of of leading or like or like on the other side it's like corrupt and like uh like a uh, flamboyant like it's like and then you have to use that to figure out like what does this mean when i asked how my dinner went <laughs> like what the fuck my question was how did dinner go and i drew the golden crown then it is like or here we go here's exactly the fucking thing like in spindle wheel when i want to make a character i take two cards and i cross them this is it so I crossed Windfall, a fortune lost, a secret uncovered, a bullet dodged. And then the card that crosses that is a chance, Fortuity, a chance encounter, a lucky ticket, a second chance, or Fortuity, a nasty surprise, an excessive gift, or a foolish loan. So what we have here is a character who, like, who had a lot, who fucking, like, they were at the top of their fucking game, and then taking the right side of Fortuity, they... They thought they were doing a good thing. They they like they they kept doing one extra thing to get a little bit further and a little bit further, and finally that whole thing buckled and they got out. But they avoided all guilt of it. But they left a lot of people fucking hurting. Like that is just from these two cards. And oh, there's no rolling in this either. It's just all interpretation. Oh it is God. all fucking beef brain. Dude, we have to play these. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god. If- <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. 2020 Big Brain Monty's gonna come into it. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are gonna see me at Pack Sweat with just like the hugest forehead. Like it's gonna be pool day <laughs> day. Mega mind looking ass. <laughs> That's gonna be me. <laughs> it's literally gonna be me. Oh my god. These are so cool. And like I'm Google searching them and seeing like their recommendations <laughs> to stuff and they look as cool. That's me. Literally. <laughs> me and Caitlin. Well, the best, Hello. The best part too, Monty, is like um so many of the indie people put their games on itch. So like we don't even have to do anything new to like mm. have access to this shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so cool, guys. Yeah, it- it's it's a huge fucking tabletop space. It sucks shit to like navigate. It's like hard to find anything on. Mm-hmm. But that, but but yeah, you can find, if you go itch.io and then scroll down to physical games and then slap that motherfucker over to top rated. Yeah, yeah, all of these are good. I can I can say all of these are fucking great. Mutants yeah. in the night, alone among the stars, songs for the dusk, beam saber, interstitial. Yeah. Plot armor, uh, mnemonic stew pot, lancer. There's everything here. Spindle wheel right there. Firebrands is right there. Street magic. I never heard about this game, but kiss her before the world ends. I like the name oh, of it. I know Ooh. that game. I know that, that sounds that romantic. It is. I know that game. Oh, y'all should. If you want, wrote. Monty, do you like sad shit? Oh, me? Like in sad shit? Ooh, I eat that shit up. Okay, <laughs> there's a game called Our Radios Are Dying. And it is a, it's more, more so of a LARP, but I've played it over Mike before. And um, the two characters are, like, um, the two characters are, are women. They used to be together, and they have to discuss their feelings while drifting apart in space. Oh. 
as as their death approaches and they run out of oxygen and their radios are dying. Oh it's my god. Sad as shit. And like in the perfect world, you're playing this in a room with all the lights turned off in mm-hmm. rolling chairs. Just like slowly kind of floating apart across the room. Oh. Oh like you, I wanna play each, this. At the top of the game you have like things that like you want to get to the you want to get to the heart of like why have they been so frustrated with you? Like, were they right? Like, you want to, like, fight your way through that and, like, get these feelings out in, like, the 30 minutes that you have before it's, like, all fucking over. Oh, Uh. this is sad. I want to play this. Yeah, dude! I love sad games! (laughs) I'm bookmarking this. Thank you. I can't wait to die and just be pulled apart, and I'm just going to message you, like, fuck you. Oh. Gonna be uh, when you finish Night in the Woods all over again, but with Riley. God, literally. Oh my god. Uh. Whew, Jesus, that's gonna be a hard day, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna play this. This looks really cool. Hell yeah. Hell yes. All right, I think. I think that's probably the end. <laughs> yeah. We... Sorry. Let me let me read one more. <laughs> a party. <laughs> this is this is Jolene. A party game about. <laughs> About begging somebody to not take your man. Oh. Begging for mercy. God. She, she, she chose your town. Your time is come. Come. She'll take your men. You cannot run. You best go plead your case before Jolene. Oh my god. That's a game about me. Crying. Incredible. Crying. I relate. Oh my god. Uh. Alright. Thank you for having me on. Riley. Thank you for being on. Um, Riley, where can people find you and your games <laughs> on the internet? If you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Rev Rye Bread. That's Rev like Reverend. Rye Bread like Rye. Bread. Um, you can find the games that I make on my website at www.linksmithgames.com or mymothercangotohell.com. You can also find me on itch.io at revrybread.itch.io. Um, don't go to drive-thru. The games are like $30 more expensive on drive-thru RPG. It is a straight person tax because only straight people shop at drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also find the podcast that I do um, mostly on the Orange Groves. You can find If Not Us Then Who. Yeah. You can find Champs in the Making. Yeah. You can find... Um, I think those are the only two I do over there right now. But you can also find me on a third on two other podcasts, Cape Lorelei, where I'm playing an Urban Shadows campaign in an actual play, and Never Believe It, a Naruto D Watch podcast, where we are watching only the filler of Naruto and trying to figure out the truth of it. Um, it's also probably my most blasphemous podcast. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a little bit Dada art. It, we were describing it internally as an anti podcast. It's great. I love Never Believe It. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, and Monty. Find that at NarutoHead.band. Oh, Sorry, that's not My the god. How do you think of these fucking URLs? What's wrong with you? That's a, that is Andrew from Argonauts. I bought that URL and said, Where do you want this to direct to? Because I just want to own it. God. God. <laughs> Christ. Monty, where can the people find you? Not at NarutoHead.ban, I can tell you that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My social medias are at FriedMonty, both on Twitter and Instagram. 
Hell yeah. And you can find me at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. Pound Around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all... Well, no, this is a lie. I need to change this in the outro. Uh, This is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on Twitter at Uppercut Crit and on Instagram at uh, Uppercut underscore Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you would like to hang out with us and our various friends, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. And if you like the show, please be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever else you listen to your podcast. And if you're feeling extra frisky, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash uppercutcrit. And uh, now I will read the people who have done just that at the producer level. Um, We have Abnormal Mapping, Adrian Arock williams Andrew Rivera, Carlos Mejia, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Matthew Flowers, Mikey Phillips, New Mayor, uh, Osman, El Amin, I'm really sorry if I fucked that up, uh, Phil Villar, Quentin Hoffman, and Sean Martin. Thank y'all so much for being producers and helping us make our shit. And uh, if you would like me to read your name and possibly botch it, while also supporting dope shit that we do, um, you can go to Patreon and give us some of those sweet, sweet dollars. Um, and on that note, I'm gonna go the fuck to bed. Good night, motherfuckers. <laughs>